You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Friday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. It is a meat Friday, Diablo grilled chicken thighs. I don't even know what that means. It looks great. Balsamic Brussels sprouts with bacon on the Traeger grill. And once again, all together now, who has it better than we do? Nobody. Nobody. Well, apparently McLovin does because McLovin wants to get out of this hellhole. And he is going to leave this show at the... uh, That was our reaction when we heard McLovin was going to leave us for another radio show December 23rd. More food for us, McLovin. Uh, You don't think I'm showing up Friday at noon (laughs) on random Fridays? No, I'm sorry. No. No admittance there, no, but McLovin is going to be leaving the show December 23rd. All right, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. We'll ask Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk the difference between Antonio Brown and Aaron Rodgers with their uh, vaccination, their immunization, their uh, fake COVID card in Antonio Brown's case, and he'll join us coming up. For a moment last night, it looked like the Taysom Hill experiment in New Orleans was working. He was hitting his passes. He was running the ball. Everything changed when he injured his hand in the first half. He ended up throwing four interceptions. He ran for over 100 yards. And he feels like Sean Payton's football experiment. And I don't know if you can win with a quarterback who can't throw consistently. You can go back to Cam Newton. Cam couldn't throw consistently. But he was a quarterback. And he became the MVP. Uh, Lamar Jackson has been an MVP. He's proven he can be an effective passer, but Hill has not. The Saints aren't alone. There are other teams trying to figure this out. The Eagles trying to figure out if you can build around Jalen Hurts. Other quarterbacks who uh, are effective as a running QB and more effective running than passing. And, And the game has changed. Mobility is really important, but... No one has really won consistently when the balance shifts too far away from passing. And Hill can be exciting. We know that Peyton loves him. But last night, more evidence that he might not be ready to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And if that's the case, he's not going to be ready because he's 30 years of age. This isn't a situation where he's 24 and you go, give him some time. He's 30. Let's bring in Mike Florio, the uh, Pro Football Talk Live co-host, of course, Football Night in America, is he 31, Paulie? Yeah, 31. Oh, okay. Uh, let's bring in Florio. Why do you think Sean Payton's in love with this experiment with Taysom Hill? I mean, this is a guy that Taysom Hill, this is a guy that Sean Payton discovered, developed, groomed. And, you know, it's getting to the point where they've got to pick a lane for this guy. He's either going to be a quarterback or he's going to be a jack of all trades. And I think the fact that he's so good at other positions has limited his growth as a quarterback. He hasn't gotten the opportunities. You know, he didn't win the starting job this year over Jameis Winston. I think that was very telling. And now he's got this convoluted contract that pays him a lot of money if he plays quarterback and plays well. But based on what we saw last night, you're going to have the people who say, and there's this segment of the fan base out there generally that hates Taysom Hill, that thinks it's all a bunch of hype, that there isn't anything there. Well, he did go three and one last year when Drew Brees was injured. They forget about that. And he did have a jacked up finger last night and he played with that. And he didn't have Alvin Kamara and they haven't had Michael Thomas. They got a bunch of guys that we haven't really heard of before running the routes and catching the passes. So is he ever going to be a franchise quarterback? No. The question is, is he going to be good enough for Sean Payton? And my guess is, when the dust settles on this season, Peyton's going to see what's out there by way of potentially finding himself an upgrade that will 
put them at a level that they were at when they had Drew Brees for all those but years. But they're investing all this money in him, Mike. I don't understand that they keep investing in him. They're going to have more money invested in Taysom Hill than Alvin Kamara. Well, what they've got is $20 million over the next two years, 2022 and 2023. That's the baseline. That's, as a practical matter, guaranteed to Taysom Hill. The question is, how much more above that will he earn? And he only earns more over the next two seasons, 22 and 23, by playing quarterback, mm-hmm. having a minimum of 224 pass attempts each year, playing well at quarterback. It's a very carefully crafted schedule and formula of how much more he's going to make. And he's got to do this to make more. And if they make the playoffs, he gets more. And if he plays this much, he gets more. So it, it was done to, to basically pay as he plays and pay as he plays well. But it gives the Saints the flexibility to say, nah, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to let you be fullback, H-back, tight end, whatever. And you're going to throw a pass every once in a while, but you're not going to be the regular quarterback. They get to make that decision. They have the exclusive right, Sean Payton does, to make that decision, what he's going to do with Taysom Hill going forward. Yeah, I just think commit to him. Just see what he can do. If you think he's Lamar Jackson light, then let's just see it. Uh, But I think when you keep putting him in and then you take him out and then you sort of put him in and then you sort of take him out, I just, I don't think you can. And quarterbacking is about rhythm. It's familiarity, um, being comfortable. Explain the Antonio Brown situation. Well, you know, the report first emerged 15 days ago that Antonio Brown used a fake vaccination card. And that information came from his former live-in chef who allegedly had a bill that Antonio Brown doesn't pay. Not the first time that Antonio Brown has not paid his bills. And if he had only paid this guy's bill, we would have never known that Antonio Brown had a fake vaccination card. It's so strange how things come to light. But the league investigated and determined that three Buccaneers players, Antonio Brown, Safety Mike Edwards, and John Franklin III, who's no longer with the team, misrepresented their vaccination status, and each is suspended three games. For Franklin, it doesn't matter. He's not in the league. But the other two will lose three game checks because of this, and it's all because of that fake vaccination card. And the temptation was real. And there had been chatter about possible fake vaccination cards throughout the season. Defector.com had a great item about it back in September. I've heard ESPN has been sniffing around it and doing some reporting on it and planning something at some point on the issue of fake vaccination cards. But when you look at the dramatic difference between how vaccinated players are treated and unvaccinated players are treated, hey, you know, there's a temptation to get a fake vaccine card so you can choose to not be vaccinated, but take advantage of the benefits of being vaccinated. And that's what Antonio Brown and others have done. How's this different from Aaron Rodgers? Well, it's different because Antonio Brown lied to his team and to the league. Aaron Rodgers just lied to everybody else. The the Packers and the league knew that Aaron Rodgers wasn't vaccinated, but he conducted himself in the public eye as if he were vaccinated and the team and the league let him do it, showing up for the press conferences twice a week in the room, in the facility, with reporters present, no mask on. That confirms what Aaron Rodgers said on August 26th when he was asked, point blank, are you vaccinated? And he said, yeah, I've been immunized. Everything he did after that publicly supported the idea that he was indeed vaccinated. So he lied to everybody else. Brown lied to the league. And that's why Brown got suspended. Now, for some people, that's not good enough because they look at it and they say a lie is a lie. I mean, you're endangering reporters by being in the room, by violating protocol, and all he ever was fined was $14,000 for going to that Halloween party. There is a disparity there, 
But the big difference is Brown got a fake vaccination card, used a fake vaccination card. Aaron Rodgers didn't do that. Yeah, I just wonder if looking back, the NFL and or the Packers should have just suspended Aaron Rodgers. The NFL should have suspended Aaron Rodgers for a game. Just, I mean, they've, they've taken measures against teams, and this is the quarterback of that team. And, and, and I'm not you know, going after Rodgers in, uh, specifically, but he is the person that we're talking about right now. But there have been other situations with the Raiders and the Saints, the Titans, other teams. This is a team issue as well because the team was aware of this and the NFL was aware of this, and it looks like the NFL is complicit in this. Oh, absolutely, Dan, because it's one thing for the NFL to study surveillance cameras to see whether or not Aaron Rodgers is wearing his mask in the building, in the locker room, et cetera. But everybody had access to the video from the press conferences where he was showing up without a mask on. So the league knew that he was violating protocol. The league knew the Packers were letting him violate protocol. And as I said at the time, $300,000 fine to the Packers, that's money well spent because they didn't have to further undermine their tenuous relationship with Aaron Rodgers. And because the Packers are publicly owned and they're currently selling up to 300,000 shares of stock for anybody who wants to hang a piece of paper on their wall that is essentially worthless other than the value of the piece of paper, the money just comes off the balance sheet. It's not coming out of anybody's pocket. Mark Murphy didn't get fined $300,000. He just moved money around on the books. And it's money, again, it's money well spent because they didn't risk further pissing off a quarterback who was already upset with them. So the, the league should have stepped in and said, hey, Aaron, you got to wear your mask in these press conferences or you have to do them by Zoom like you're doing them now. Are the Broncos being sold? Well, I think eventually they will be. Look, they've got a strange situation there. It's been lingering for years. Pat Bolin, the late owner of the team, put the team into trust and created kind of this strange intra-family Willy Wonka competition where the trustees would decide which of his seven kids is suited to run the team. The problem is they all have to be on board with it. And if they're not on board with it, they either gotta be bought out or the team has to be sold. And it's been pointing in the direction, number one, of this coming to a resolution next year because the league is saying it's time to resolve this. And number two, the likely resolution being the highest bidder buys the Broncos. Good stuff as always, Mike. Uh, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us. All right, Dan. Good talking to you, pal. And that's Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk Live co-host and a contributor to Football Night in America. Yeah, just the curiosity with Antonio Brown, Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron, you know, Aaron gets off sort of unscathed. Well, he got up unscathed. Antonio Brown got three games there. And I don't know if they look at repeat offenders. You know, I'm told that, and, and this isn't, this is in trouble again with Antonio Brown, but in a different way. But I was told that the NFL does not look at, you know, what you, your priors, that they look at what you've done this time around. All right, phone calls coming up, 877-3DP-SHOW. Adam Carolla, been a while since we've talked to him, friend of the show. He'll join us coming up in a little bit. By the way, uh, it's called Baking It, the holiday bake-off series hosted by Maya Rudolph and Andy Samberg. The panel of opinionated grandpas or grandmas, I should say, as judges stream Baking It now only on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com to sign up. Uh, Lewis in uh, Massachusetts. Hey, Dan. Uh, first-time caller, long-time listener, 67272. Wow. Um, 
I just wanted to say I told I found out the news this morning, or for, unfortunately, but uh, I told my girlfriend this morning. I said, "Babe, Mac Lovin's leaving." The first thing she said is, "Oh my God, a job opening! You need a job." So my question is, when can I get a job application or mm. a job interview? Mm. Um, could you beat up the other three Danettes? Yes. At, at in the, basketball. No, no, no. This is just fighting. This is you guys get into the <laughs> octagon. All three Danettes, McLovin won't be there against. Yes, yeah, Seton. I just want to say that this drastically changes AUAA 2.0. Oh, our basketball. If we're going to get a 6 7 Ooh. 2. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but Lewis, he might be just big. I've been around guys who are just big. I don't know. I don't know what kind of game. <laughs> I'm willing to take a chance there. Uh, Yeah, uh, thanks for the phone call, uh, Lewis. I I don't know if we're going to be putting out any uh, job posting anytime soon. Because after all, you can't really replace McLovin. I mean, we will, but it it would seem insensitive if I was just, I posted the job today. Robert Griffith Jr. III. Yeah, who can do that? Who can say Robert Griffith Jr. III and mess up on Griffith and Junior the Third. Who else screws up on how you spell relax? Right? Yes, McClellan. In a way, if you're a third, you're also a junior in a way, aren't you? No. Well, how do you uh, explain Griffith and Griffin? The Griffith I don't have an explanation okay. for. Yes. And how about relax? Remember relax, R-E-A-L-X. <laughs> See? It's, or I, whatever. You gave me relax, misspelled it, and go, or whatever. You're going to need extra. If you're going to do all my bad takes through the years, too, you're going to need extra hour. But the, the bet is that I will cry December 23rd in the final 10 minutes of the show Fritzy and I have a pie-to-the-face bet on this. Yes, Todd? Now, you're in a no-win situation. You're either going to get a pie-to-the-face or you're going to come across as some kind of cold, heartless person that can't shed one tear for someone that's worked with you the no, last no, no, dozen no, no, years. No, 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 no. Cold and heartless? That's Paulie. <laughs> that's my role. That is, that is not me. Yes, McClellan. Yeah, if, if we could make Paul cry. That oh, would that'll be. never. No. I, he didn't even cry when his daughters were born. He I, was, I was excited. It was great. Yeah, he's not going to cry that you're leaving. When they drafted the Bears, got Justin Fields, I thought I saw him well up a little bit. When the Cubs won, I thought Paulie was going to cry. But he didn't. He just ran around the block uh, naked. That's true. Yeah. Uh, Jim in Chicago joining us. Hey, Jim, what's on your mind today? Thank you, Dan. Uh, 5-11-190. Ding. I'm thinking, bye-bye, McLovin, that you do a celebrity sit-in, much like they did mm. on Jeopardy, and maybe you have <laughs> Darius Rucker or Kenny Mayne, maybe Bob Costas sit back there, and like every week you would have a celebrity sit-in guest back rower. Okay. Uh, Bob Costas just called to say no way. Uh, <laughs> yes, McLovin. Do you remember the one time you did have someone sit in for me who it was? Jim Parsons? No, no. I was there that day. You had Odorous. Oh, from the, the band Guar? That was just one of my most favorite days ever on this show. Just Google Guar. G-W-A-R. Odorous. And yes, he lived up to his name. What a legend. Oh, he was he was so much fun when he came uh, in. Odorous, do you have the poll results? <laughs> yes, Dan! <laughs> and he left us his mask. In fact, when the hotline rings, the lights light up. And uh, I said, can I have your mask? Because I thought that would be great when the hotline rings that the red lights, if you're watching on Peacock, our cameraman Weeks is over there showing you uh, 
That oh, I love that. Yeah, Paulie. And that mask had a a smell that was unrecognizable to a normal human. We had to like <laughs> spray the inside with Lysol and then flame it. Yes, we had to let it air out a little bit. Oh. Yes, I love that odorous. He's like. Too. He's like, oh, you can smell that? I'm sorry. I Febrezed before I came in. <laughs> he sprayed it down with Febreze. Uh, <laughs> all right, we'll take a break. More phone calls. The tribute to McLovin, uh, unscheduled, continues here. And then we'll uh, talk to Adam Crowa. He'll join us as well in this Meet Friday. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Masterclass offers an exclusive class that you're going to want to know about. Now, there's over 100 classes to choose from. You pick wide variety of topics, all taught by world-class masters at the top of their fields. Steph Curry can teach you how to shoot. Mariah Carey teaches you how to sing. You want to know about filmmaking. You got Morton Scorsese, who's able to help you do that. They've got somebody for you. Let's say you want to pick up a hobby. This is the way to do it. And you don't have to tell somebody that this is what happened, but I'm going to let you in on a little secret. This holiday season, just being a listener of this show, you can give an annual membership and then get one free. Masterclass.com slash Patrick today. It's about usually 20 lessons per class, about 10 minutes per lesson, and then you're able to do it at your own pace. Lessons available anytime, anywhere. Phone, computer, tablet, smart TV, and uh, each class supported by downloadable materials, workbooks, exercise, recipes, all of that. Masterclass.com slash Patrick. Terms apply. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. This award-nominated program brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. They go far beyond from their customization options, cutting-edge tech, five-star sales service, financial support crew, Mercedes-Benz Vans, build equipped, and engineered to be ready for anything. Go the extra mile, taking the all-important first step into an authorized dealership today. A couple of phone calls. Paulie uh, just told me that he's got some bad news for Todd Fritz. I hesitate to bring this up because Todd's having a really nice day. He crushed two jokes an hour two okay. and has done nothing to hurt it. Okay. Remember how much uh, how upset Todd was? He loves chain restaurants. Yes. And he went to his local chain bagel place about six months ago or a year ago, yeah. and uh, they ran out of onion bagels. They Discontinued them from the menu. Is that right, Todd? They did. Yeah. And that's the uh, and tuna. They was they stopped making for some reason. And that's where onion bagel energy came from when Todd lost it on the seventeen year old girl. Okay. Todd told us just a week ago that Burger King is his favorite fast food restaurant. Flame broiled the original chicken sandwich in particular, and the onion rings I like. Okay. This headline just in USA Today: Burger King to cut some menu items to speed up restaurant drive-through times. What? The CEO of Burger King said due to slower service and other competitors. They will dis- streamline the menu to speed up the drive-through process. Mm. No details on which items Ooh. are being cut. Ooh. Ooh. Do not touch the Whopper original chicken sandwich or onion rings. Right. And now they got the Italian chicken palm version of the uh, chicken sandwich back. Thoughts and prayers, Tom. The mozzarella and the sauce. Thoughts. No, Burger King getting rid of the Whopper would be a bold move. Yes, it would. Because they're the home of the Whopper. That would be insane. <laughs> yes, they are. Chick-fil-A that. getting rid of chicken sandwiches yeah. next. Better they, not touch the Whopper. No, they, uh, I think they, it's safe. They, they have the Whopper. They have a special going on now. Because <laughs> they're the home of the big fish. BK I mean, like, uh, hey, if Taco Bell gets rid of tacos, man, I'm going to be really <laughs> should upset. should probably go out of business yeah. at that point. It wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> Kurt in Oregon. Hey, Kurt, what's on your mind today? 
Hey guys. Uh, yeah, I, I just wanted to talk about, uh, Jeff was spot on Jeff in Detroit when he was talking about the old YouTube videos on, there's an old, old YouTube channel that, uh, you guys have a bunch of wonderful stuff and I'm not exactly heartbroken about McLevin leaving, but there's no one that can, can, uh, replace him in the unintentional funny stuff that he does. Um, it, it's pretty great. And I have a Louisiana accent story. That's hysterical. I was, I saw a guy in an LSU shirt when they hired Ed O and I said, Hey, what do you think about uh, Ed Orgeron? Uh, now he's the coach. He said, yeah, like my uncle said, now we finally hired someone without an accent. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe not different accent there. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I, I thought Mark Sanchez had uh, a great impersonation of Ed Orgeron yesterday. Uh, Greg in Washington. Hey, Greg, what's on your mind today? Hello, DP. First time, long time, and also Cincinnati, Ohio. All right. 54 out of my 64 years. I just want to congratulate McLovin for being just a good guy. Um, I don't agree with his takes. Uh, his Damon Stottlemyre for uh, Ben Simmons was insane, and uh, you know, um, you know, he, and Andy Dalton fixation, yuck. But congratulations. Um, and also, I also want to say, um, I think Aaron Rodgers should have been suspended for at least a game. And as far as baseball goes, <laughs> I hope it just goes away. All right. Thank <laughs> Take you, care, Greg. DP. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, Greg. Well, baseball is going to go away for the next couple of months, and then it'll resurface, and hopefully we have baseball and spring training. Yes, McLovin? I think he meant Damian Lillard, by the way. Yes, he did. <laughs> Remember I said, do you think the uh, Sixers would take uh, Damian Lillard for Ben Simmons? I'm yeah. like, yeah, I think they would. He had Damon Stoudemire in there. And I would make uh, that move to, uh, you know, to, to maybe acquire Ben Simmons for Damon Stoudemire. Uh, George in Ohio, then we'll take a break and uh, bring you Adam Carolla. Hey, good morning. Hey, hi, George. Uh, here in Zanesville, we have our own accent. So. <laughs> I know that quite well, that accent in Zanesville, <laughs> Ohio. A Midwestern twang. Hey, uh, I want to wish uh, Andrew a lot of luck in this new uh, business adventure. Uh, you guys are like a band to me, and I played in a band, so I know a little bit about bands. Uh, and if you're losing a member, what instrument would McLovin be? Um, all right. Well, thank you, George. Um, tambourine. Cast, I think bass. Yeah, yeah, I've got Andrew as a bass player. Bass. Yeah. yeah. Sort of a rhythm section guy holding it down. Is he really contributing that much? Wow. Does the bass really contribute that much? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Todd. Like a cello. He's big. He's big. He's bright. He's very like well respected. It's classical. You know, you think of someone intelligent and tall would be a cello. All right. Well, thank you, Todd. Adam Carolla has a new show. It's called uh, Truth Yeller, The Daily Wire with Adam Carolla. He'll be joined by comedic legends like Jay Leno, Rob Riggle, William Shatner. Uh, Hilarious stand-up specials. First episode just premiered on The Daily Wire this past Friday. We spoke with Adam Carolla, and uh, I asked him if he'd ever been fired from a job. Uh, well, I, I mean, it, it's, it's a little murky these days, uh, but, I, you know, my radio format, my radio station I was on when I was doing morning radio when I took over for Howard Stern on the West Coast flip formats in 09. 
So I wasn't really fired, but I didn't have a place to go Monday morning. So I'll, 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 I'll take that as firing. But when you think back on that, you're replacing Howard Stern. Was there any part of you that said, what am I doing? Well, you know, when I was replacing Howard Stern and, and I was successful and had a bunch of affiliates and was number one in a lot of markets and, and did it for over three years, people would say to me all the time, like, wow, you're replacing Howard Stern. And I had an answer for him. And also I had a history. I had done Stern show 50 times. I'd sat in with him all the time. I used to sit in Artie's chair and, you know, do all four hours and stuff like that. So to many, Stern was the great and powerful Oz. You know, to me, I kind of knew him as a friend and almost a colleague and a guy. And I felt like I'd been in the ring and sparred with the champ so many times that I felt like, oh, yeah, I, I feel confident about this. Uh, but I said when people said, you know, you're replacing Howard Stern, aren't you intimidated? And I said, you know, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston used to be married and then they got divorced. And if somebody said, would you like to date Jennifer Aniston? Your first thought might be, well, I don't know if I look as good as Brad Pitt with my shirt off, but you'd be a fool not to say yes. And that's the way I approached it. Would you date Brad Pitt? That's kind of what I was saying. I'm glad you were able to. <laughs> in the Should you ever apologize for a joke? <clears throat> I always think you should apologize on a macro level and not a micro level. So, you know, sometimes with me, people go, oh, he never apologizes. I, I apologize to my daughter all the time. I would apologize to my wife. I'd apologize to my dad, my mom, like my sister, like friends, like people I'd done something wrong to on a sort of micro level. You don't want to be the person that just doesn't apologize. You know, if you walk into a Starbucks and you cut in front of somebody in line and they say, excuse me, apologize. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you, you know. But when you tell a joke and you sort of put it out to the world, and the mob comes after you, then don't apologize to the mob. Apologize to the man. Explain the new show that you're doing, uh, The Daily Wire. It's a new comedy show. It's called Truth Yeller. And you had uh, Jay Leno as your first guest. William Shatner, Rob Riggle. Are... So what? what is the goal with this show? Well, it's a series of stand-up specials, hour-long stand-up specials. It's on The Daily Wire. Um, for me, I'm a comedian. I want to do a stand-up special. There's no real play for me at Netflix or HBO. Hollywood has kind of gotten ultra woke, and I'm on the wrong side of history, according to them. So I went somewhere that would embrace me, and that was The Daily Wire. It's a traditional stand-up special at the beginning. I do about 15 or 20 minutes of stand-up at the beginning. Then the guest comes out, guest does a little bit of stand-up, we'll do an interview, we'll play some games, and at the end we do a full improv game where before the show we'll hand up balls to the audience, they'll write one word on it, it'll go into a bingo hopper, the guest will pull it out, 
say the one word and whatever the one word is we need to do or i need to do a stand-up routine on it so it's improv it's stand-ups kind of a hybrid thing it's a good show we've done two so far they've really turned out great and it's just exciting to kind of mess with the format a little bit how dangerous of a time is it for comedians well, it's dangerous if you're a comedian and you host The Bachelor or you're a comedian and you work for ESPN or, you, you know, if you have a mothership, it's very dangerous. If your mothership is HBO or ABC or CNN, or you, you're going to get screwed. You're not going to be able to go out, do a set that night and then come back to work in the morning. Someone's going to film you. If you don't really have a mothership. If you can be sort of autonomous uh, like I am, then there's no danger whatsoever. The real danger is when you're getting a paycheck from Disney and Disney can cut you off. Give me the uh, person that you'd love to interview in this format. Well, Dan, I feel like you would make a matching no. guest up. Okay. No. Uh, then uh, I'll go with Lee Iacocca. Is he still alive? He's, no, he's not. I'm out of answers. How about an um, athlete? Um, yeah, I mean, like someone like Charles Barkley would be awesome up there, you know, or maybe Aaron Rodgers or, you know, somebody who was kind of in the zeitgeist, someone who had something to say, someone who had, you know, aspirations beyond what they did on the court or the playing field. Guys, guys like that. Tom Brady, LeBron James. Yeah, although I feel like Tom Brady and LeBron, I, I think Tom would be a little careful about what he was saying. LeBron would have a kind of hard angle to what he was saying. They they would all be welcome, of course. But to me, I I, I feel I feel like the uh, round mound of rebound would probably be my my choice. And I'm sure you've been around people. I'm always fascinated that if I'm around a stand-up comedian, or I'm around somebody who is just funny that doesn't mean that the person who is just funny could be a stand-up comedian and sometimes that stand-up comedian is not good at just being funny in the room does that make sense to you yeah i think you know to to bring it to your world i always thought being funny is like saying that guy's athletic you know what i mean but what's his sport you know where's the training you know you know what is the discipline you know Comedy is kind of that way. You know, being generically funny is like saying, oh, that guy's a really good athlete. You know what I mean? But, but, but you don't get paid unless you pick a sport, you know, and then you focus on it and you get good at it. Stand up, you know, late night hosts, morning radio, taking that funny, that athleticism, and then directing it and training it because you know, we we all remember you guys who were just great natural athletes, but you gotta you gotta train, you gotta study the game film. You, going back to Tom Brady, and back to back to guys like Brady. I know guys who are really funny, but they couldn't really get get it out on stage. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like that guy's a great athlete, but he's not a game. And then other guys would play beyond their ability. Or they were gamers, you know, they showed up in those real clutch moments and got that hit in the ninth inning. So sports and comedy are, are kind of kind of analogous in, in that in that regard. 
But who is the funniest comedian who's not doing his stand-up bit, where you're just sitting around at dinner and, and he just makes you laugh where it hurts? You know, I always say, like, people say to me, like, who's the funniest guy you know, Adam? And I go, you don't know that guy's name. <laughs> that's, that's the problem. You know, they're guys. I mean, guys like Jimmy Kimmel are funny guys. But I know guys that are technically funnier, but they don't have his work ethic. They don't have his focus. They don't have his drive. They don't have his 10,000 hours of experience. They don't, you know, just like, you know, Jerry Rice and Jerry Porter. You know, Jerry Porter had it. <laughs> I, I, I do think about this because I know Jerry. I, I was at the Raiders training camp when Jerry Porter, who was a wide out for the Raiders and someone else after that. He was an amazing, phenomenal athlete. Jerry Porter was taller, faster, and had bigger hands than Jerry Rice. But but Jerry Rice is going to the Hall of Fame, and Jerry Porter isn't. And that's not because Jerry Rice is a better athlete than Jerry Porter. Is this the first Jerry Porter reference on the show, Paulie? Uh, in at least a decade. Okay, that's what I that's what I thought. Uh, David, what I challenge you, Dan, to watch Jerry Porter and try it yourself. When he made a catch and he got knocked down and he was on his back in the NFL, he could get up without using his hand <laughs> from his back. He would kick. Look it up, everyone. Look it up. He would kick his heels to the side, hold the ball on his chest, and just rise. He's a 6'3", 230-pound guy in full pads who would just pop up. He was an incredible athlete. And it really meant nothing to his ability to catch a pass. No, it didn't. I think it freaked the defense out <laughs> a little. <laughs> I've been around David Spade before. And, and so Sandler, uh, Chris Rock, the whole group, when they're around Schneider, Spade's the funniest guy. And, and, right. and they acknowledge it. Rock and Sandler say Spade is the funniest guy. Now, if I put that, you know, to a question for people, they would not pick David Spade over Sandler or Chris Rock or Chris Farley. You know, there's just something about the sneaky throwaway line that I love. See, I was never a, a, a Robin Williams fan because it, it was so there where I want to find it. I don't want it to find me. Uh, right. But, you know, you have some comedians. You know, Sam Kennison was there right in front of you. Uh, a lot of great guys. I just love the, the humor where they tap you on the shoulder. Where do you stand yeah, with that? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I feel the same way about lingerie. I, I just, I, I mean, I don't need all the heels and all the straps and all the, uh, all the tassels. I, I just like uh, nice brawn panties and, and it's go time. I don't want to be hit in the face. I don't want to get hit in the face either with it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with it. It's great to talk to you again. I, I appreciate it. Always good to talk to you, Dan. Adam Carolla, radio personality, comedian, actor, podcaster, host of the Adam Carolla Show and his new show on the Daily Wire. It's called Truth Yeller. And uh, it airs on Fridays on the Daily Wire. I don't know many Jerry Rice, Jerry Porter comparisons that many shows will get, but uh, they came out with a Jerry Porter. And I remember Jerry. 
I just don't remember much about Jerry, other than he would make a play and you go, wow, that guy looks like he's really good. He was jacked. Jerry Porter ripped. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Uh, looking at the grill outside, our meat Friday, the uh, chicken thighs, the Brussels sprouts with bacon. We'll close up shop. Last call for phone calls. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. He's Mike Carmen. I'm Dan Fired. We have a brand new fantasy football podcast called I Want Your Flex. Twice a week, every Tuesday and Friday, we come up with new episodes to not only look back at what happened, what you need to do at that minute, and also look ahead of what's coming up in the fantasy football world. That's right, Dan. Every week, we're going to scour the waiver wire to find the pickups to turbo boost your fantasy lineup, sits, starts, fantasy football players' rankings to get you ready to dominate the competition. Listen to I Want Your Flex with Mike Harmon and me, Dan Beyer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast close up shop as we always do on a friday send this out to the memory of lee elder first african-american to play at the masters got a chance to meet him a couple of years ago what a wonderful wonderful gentleman they finally got around to honoring him april 10th 1975 lee elder stood on the first tee age 34 his first opportunity to play in the masters first african-american to be able to do that it took them 46 years to honor him at the Masters. Uh, finally got around to it. Lee Elder just passed away. All righty. We'll close up shop here. What we learned, what's in store for Monday, and final results of the poll question, McLovin. If you could only watch one game this weekend, what is it? Georgia-Alabama has won, but Michigan-Iowa was right behind that. Yeah, because I expect Georgia to win. I'm not going to be surprised if Alabama wins. But with Michigan after the win against Ohio State and Iowa, you just never know. Iowa's about getting turnovers. Sort of like the Dallas Cowboys defense from the standpoint of when, when they get turnovers, they usually win. When they don't, they have a real struggle there. And I think that's going to be something to keep an eye on with Dallas as we move towards the uh, second half of the season. Are they able to get turnovers? Because when they do, they're a really good team. When they don't, you you they had a couple of nice runs last night, but they didn't dominate the line of scrimmage. And that's another concern as well. Yeah, McLovin. Do you think something insane is going to happen this weekend? Are we talking about well, something weird in college football on Monday? We've seen something insane the past seven days, McLovin. That's insane. I don't know if there's anything. If Houston beats Cincinnati, that's a big surprise. If Iowa beats Michigan, okay, that's a big surprise. If Alabama beats Georgia, that's not a surprise. Yeah, Paul. You know, it would be chaos if Alabama smoked Georgia. I know it's unlikely because based on the spread, but if somehow Georgia laid a complete egg, like a, a, a dusting. They wouldn't fall out of the top four. They would not. Nope. Nope. Don't think so. A couple of phone calls this day in sports history. Uh, Trevor in Texas. Hi, Trevor. What's on your mind today? Uh, a couple things here, Alex. Hey, Trevor. Hey, how you doing? Great. Good to be on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, first time, long time. Uh, six foot, uh, buck 60. All right. I just wanted to let you uh, know that I'm uh, sorry for McLovin leaving, but if I was a 
if, if Seton was leaving, I would be a little bit more sad where I'd have to probably go with uh, one of those depressing shower modes where uh, I might have to consider my life a, my life thing. So, But uh, much love. Appreciate it. Love all y'all. Keep doing the show. Right. I'll keep listening. All right. Thank you, Trevor. I think there's a compliment in there, McLevin. And for, yeah, for Seton, there was a compliment. Yeah. Jesse in L.A. Hi, Jess. Hey, Pete. Hi, bud. Hey, happy meeting, I guess, Positivity Friday. Um, Short guy, the man of the day, you're going to be missed for sure. You've contributed so much to the show, but, man, I think my favorite of those contributions has to be your annual sports-related Halloween costumes, you ripping Hall of Fame quarterbacks and also taking heaters from her and danger in your life, and my all-time favorite, the glasses incident with your little lobster hands. And, man, I respect the (laughs) double-dipping of attention garnishing. Announcing it now and then on the 23rd, your last day, I'm sure we're all going to have to do this again. And it's kind of like Kobe's farewell tour. Two jets from Lower Marion High School, ironically. But, Harry, seriously, man, thank you, Pearl. Appreciate it. All right. That's uh, Jesse with some nice things for uh, Pearl. Yeah, McClellan. What's the 23rd going to be like? I feel like, yeah. It's I don't get be... this again, do I? Oh, uh, you might. You might. You know, but people genuinely like you. I know you don't feel that way, but they do. You've contributed an awful lot in 12 years. You've had a lot of great moments, and you embrace the moments. That's, that's another thing. You never ran away when you had a moment that could be deemed embarrassing. You know, it just became part of the culture here. Oh, yeah, but that, not like I had a choice. Everyone that saw the glasses break. It was on I, TV, I, Dan. I was, trying to, I was trying to give you credit there. Ah, these right. Oliver Peoples. Oh, your glasses. God, it's so uh, and really, nobody at Oliver Peoples ever was like, hey, maybe we should send in some glasses. No. What no, the heck? Nobody ever reached out. It gets Oliver Peoples, not big in the sports talk community. Oh, hey. look who's here to offer some compliments, no doubt. It's Ryan in Honolulu. Hey, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> McLovin, please don't go. <laughs> As far as Dan Etzko, you're definitely in my top four. (laughs) All these callers asking to take your place is just wrong. You are irreplaceable. I would never do that. I can only replace Fritzy. (laughs) (laughs) No offense, Tom. No No offense. No offense. In honor of today's announcement, I'm bringing back my McLovin Flamerick from earlier in the year. Okay. In the box, McLovin broke his glasses, broke his chair, and fell on his asses. <laughs> Thinks he looks like Clive Owen. His vanity is growing. McLovin looks like Christopher Mintz Plasses. <laughs> Callback. Thank oh, you. McLovin. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. I thought Ryan would be on a plane already. Uh, here? Heading out east, yeah. yeah. He's making that call from the parking lot. Are you no, kidding? no, he can replace Todd. He can't replace McLovin. That's fair. Yes, it is. Whew. What a great week. Fun week. A little bit of a melancholy week. Sad week. You know, with McLovin telling me yesterday after the show that he was leaving. That's how we celebrated. That was everybody. No, you can play it, Seaton. This is uh, when, when McLovin told the entire room, this is how we reacted. People came in off the street. Like, it was incredible. Firemen next door, they came in. Everybody was celebrating. 
Todd, what did I learn on today's program? Brian Kelly seems to already have a Louisiana accent, although he's only been in Baton Rouge for a couple of days. How could you say that, Todd? (laughs) The compact GLA proves it's not the size of the SUV in the fight. It's the size of the fight in the SUV. Learn more about the nimble and ready-for-anything Mercedes-Benz vehicle. MBUSA.com. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Thanks for the support. That's what makes this show so great. Your involvement. Phone calls, emails, tweets. Have a great weekend, everybody. Talk to you Monday. Oh, but wait, there's one more item, and it's M-Drive. Aging can make it tough to lose weight and keep it off, and that's why I want to tell you about M-Drive's new product, M-Drive Lean. Used a scoop full this morning. It's a powerful protein supplement for driven guys who want to lose weight, look good, perform at their best, no matter what their age is. What M-Drive is, is the first-of-its-kind protein powder formulated with Morisil, clinically tested blood orange extract that supports reduction in weight, waist size, and body mass, and its weight loss is backed by real science to help fuel your daily drive. Visit mdrivedan.com. Try it for yourself. They offer free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, nothing to lose. So when you lose the weight, shed the pounds, keep it off, feel good, perform at your best every day. Lose weight, feel good. What a novel idea. M-Drive Lean. Don't let age be you visit mdrivedan.com mdrivedan.com and ask about mdrive lean free shipping 60 day money back guarantee nothing to lose except for some lbs mdrivedan.com